Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We have another special guest uh, on the pod today, uh, Shayan Ibrahim. He is um, a filmmaker. He's a director, producer, editor. He's all these different things. Um, also very humble. Very, very beginning, humble. he was like, I'm, oh. you know, I'm just an editor. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're more than that. There's so more to it. <laughs> we're going to ask him a bunch of hard-hitting questions. Not really, but you get what I'm saying. So without further ado... I'm going to add him in. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Shayan, how are you? Bah, 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 salam. Hello. 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 Welcome. Nice to see you all. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. This is great. One day so, All right. So, okay. We always start off. Speaking with, of nooshes. Yes. We always start off with nooshes. But before we get to that, we do a little, I like to do a little close up. Oh so everyone say salam shayan salam shayan <laughs> okay hi it's like the little he's out he's girl. done after this all right <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> i did not sign up for this <laughs> it's been real it's been fun and it's been <laughs> thanks go. for having me no it's when we first got the mics i was so excited i would just do close-ups like this all the time so i feel like we yeah know. all we would see is just her, ready. If her voice just gets really loud out of nowhere it did disappear like, but her voice got louder so you guys are legit. You have like mics and a whole setup. It's it's great. I'm just doing Yeah, uh, you know, plug and go situation. Not not too, you know. Easy, crazy. yeah. You get professional podcast, you know, you gotta have it. So yeah, fake yeah. it till you make it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Story of my life. We have it. <laughs> and we'll get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, into all the details. All right. So here for it. Matt, so, so what you got for us? Well, our noosh is this week. Cheyenne chose teas. So I had to go with Very the classic perfect. Arizona iced tea. I mean, and 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 it'd be almost correct me if I'm wrong. Arizona has been what a ninety nine cents since the beginning of time. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Right? it says it right. It's like, it's like labeled right on the bottle. Still, still on the bottle, but for whatever reason, they well, up the actually, price. Actually, actually, sorry to break it. This one says "Great Buy" a dollar. A dollar. Ah, I don't know. Inflation. <laughs> look at what this Corona Morona did. Ninety nine cents showed one dollar. You know, all right, guys. Then you're gonna, next, you're going to tell me the Costco Ooh. hot dogs are going to be like two dollars now. No, they were about are, to be. Then, then there was an outrage, and, and a bunch of Karens got involved, and, and now it's a dollar fifty again. Although I Dr. did Mom. see that they're changing the churro, they're upgrading it, and they're starting in California. I'm excited Whoa. to see how that comes. Well, out. California Costco's has the Costco's in LA. They got like acai bowls and veggie burgers. They have like all this. Oh, we, got, we have the, we have the acai bowls here. We do. So, it's new though. We didn't have it before. I guess. They have Are you talking about like cheers, at guys. the restaurant where they? Oh yeah, cheers. Cheers. Oh guys. yeah, let's cheers to our noosh. <laughs> Arta, where you at? Chai, chai. Okay. Arta even has a nabot. He's very authentic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had to get the nabot. A lot of uh crazy things going now get the naba to stress relieve i brought my favorite mug for you guys so i think one of the things iranians um love to talk about is costco uh we could probably talk for to talk about costco it's part of our blood yeah it's a necessity someone literally an iranian sent me a meme today about costco um i feel like we just talk i feel like every episode we talk about costco somehow costco does come up too much free promo and advertising to be just letting it out constantly (laughs) costco you know what's funny is i always wondered like in movies and TV shows, you never see Costco. You never see anyone like shopping in Costco. And I was right. like, no, one day. I, I, I will prove you wrong. No, no, no. I, I saw one. That's what I was going to say is like, I was always like, one day I'm going to write something where someone's in Costco. And then I don't know if you guys watch the OA. There is, there's a scene where people are shopping at Costco. And I was like, oh, someone did it. And of course, the creator, one of the creators is Persian. So I was like, of course. Oh, my. oh that's there you that's, go. 
I have another one for you that you may have not noticed in the movie Step Brothers. Really? Oh. Yeah, when Will Ferrell moves out on his own and he goes buys his first like Costco-sized pack of toilet paper and he walks out, I was like, That's yeah! True. Maybe the writer was Persian. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll just say automatically assuming anything related to Costco is in the Persian community. His name so, was Asghar. Like I said, we could, we could dive in the Costco for hours upon hours. But Isn't we're not here for that about? today. Oh. Uh, no, that's no, sorry. Wrong man. podcast. That's, that's, that's next week. Wrong podcast. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> so, so, Cheyenne, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, who are you? Who am I? I'm a nobody. I mean, who am I? I'm no. just a guy. Um, I am, so I work in the you know, film industry. I'm, I'm living in LA. I, uh, I grew up in Iran. I actually moved here when I was 15. And uh, yeah, so no, like no accent, no accent, you know, I am perfect. You know? Off fatty, off fatty. Off fatty. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I did have a little bit of an accent when I first moved here, like the first like year or two, but I adapted pretty well. Um, and yeah, so I've lived half my life there, half my life here. I just am working in, you know, trying to create stuff, write stuff, direct stuff. And uh, now, well, I used to, and then Corona happened, and then now we're all just sitting at home. So right. <laughs> that's our life now. Yeah, yeah, so it happens, man. What I guess now that you're saying that we could go into how how has that affected your job and what you do? Because I'm assuming I mean I've seen some creators and filmmakers and all in LA start to work on some content and work on, you know, shooting stuff, but they're all wearing masks. So how does that work for you? Like have you been able to do anything recently since the lockdown got lifted there or or how is it? I mean, it's not, you'd say lifted. It's not really like most of the people and, you know, my friends and people who are working, I talk to pretty much all of them are saying they have maybe one or two days of work coming up, but really for the most part, it's all shut down. And the people who are still filming, it's either they're doing it like illegally, <laughs> like they're not supposed to be, or they're, you know, if they're following the guidelines, it's still very tough and it's very expensive to do that. So mm. really for me personally, I mean, I, I did have a project that I was hoping to shoot this year, like my first feature film, but unfortunately, you know, I just realized very early on that that was impossible in the meantime um, the only thing I've done was we did this sketch called uh, Persian Quarantine which was all filmed through Zoom and everything that was the only thing I managed to do but that was because it was remote um, but beyond that which I loved the manager character and that whole I mean no, that we're was gonna get it we're gonna get into the manager character yes yeah um, on, on that film is the film just being pushed or is it kind of just um and limbo. Yeah, limbo. We're, I mean, it's it's being pushed. I mean, the hope is that maybe by this time next year, we'll be in a place where maybe if, you know, people wear masks and, you know. Let them us, know. Yeah, Let the people I, know. It's, it's honestly crazy <laughs> so to So it's me going to happen. Still... It's a matter of when, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's that's okay. the plan. And it, okay. it that, is that's something that, to... yeah. I mean, I'll, that's like my kind of dream project, the one that it's been all leading up to. So it, it needs to happen. It's a small little indie film. So it's not like there's very high stakes or like a lot of money but involved. But it's still but a it's, feature film, you know, it's, it's something you want to stamp your name yeah. on. Yeah. So fingers so, crossed sooner than later. So I, I read that you're working on a documentary or film kind of based around your life and your family's, you know, uh, immigration to here. Is this the same one that you're talking about or is, is yeah, that totally? It's, okay. It's the same one. It's, it's not a documentary. It's a narrative, but it's okay. basically based on my own experience of moving here. And it's like the first year of high school when I moved here as a sophomore and all the fun, embarrassing things that happened. And uh, mm -hmm. I filmed like a short version of it that's actually right now making its like festival rounds, um, okay. just like a scene from the movie to just kind of show as a sample of what the movie is. Is, is the name called Foreign? Yeah. Okay. okay. Just make yeah. sure. 
So the hope is that as soon as we can start filming again, that will be the project that we do. And it, the hope is really just to make something that is a true, authentic, you know, showing an Iranian family in a mainstream movie. Mm-hmm. That's not the cliches. That's not portraying us in a bad way. It's just like the realities of life. And um, that's, that's always been the goal is to just show people that look like us on the big screen and people can see that and realize, oh, like there's no difference between us, you know, like all the stuff that I personally went through moving here in high school and all the, you know, being called a terrorist and things like that. Like my hope is that no one has to deal with that in the future because more and more projects will help blend us in in a way and make us change that narrative. Yeah. Exactly. So so how how did you get into this business? At what point did you know that this is what you want? This is kind of the direction you want to go and you want to be in filmmaking. So both my parents are dentists. So as you can imagine. (laughs) Oh, you were were such a disappointment then. I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to say like being Iranian, even us, we were born and raised here. Well, Arash is born in Iran, but raised here. Our parents, most of the parents here are the people we know are still like doctor, engineer. Mohandes, doctor. Mohandes, doctor. So like, what, yeah, what was that like for you? Like when you, you know, if, if this is what you wanted to do and how did you approach your... Mine was actually, to be completely honest, it was kind of an accident. It wasn't something that I had planned on doing. I'm not one of those people who's like, when I was a kid, I was filming on a little camera and like, th- that was not my story. My, I was actually a about to go to, um, I was about to go to UC Irvine. I got accepted for like computer science and that's where I was headed to. Like I was going to be a good Persian computer science, you know, like get a job, stable, everything like that. And what actually happened was I I went to Iran for the first time since we moved here in 2010. We went back just to visit family for like a summer. And while I was there, I got several emails from them saying we need like transcripts and things like that. And I just missed it because I didn't have internet at the time. And I came back and they were like, we are going going to uh withdraw your admission i'm like what <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, oh, like a month before school man. started i'm like oh, oh my no. god like i'm so and my my mom was literally like i've never seen her more angry where it was like you have screwed up badly and i was like oh god and basically what happened was i had to go to like community college for like if like two semesters or something just to like kill time until the next time i could apply and while I was doing that, I was just taking random just electives to pass the time. And one of them was a like film 101, like a basic setup camera and things like that. And I had, it was just literally to kill time. It wasn't something that I had intended to do. And the first project that I turned in, which is a simple, just like, you know, set up two cameras and have people talking. When I turned it in, the teacher kind of like pulled me aside and was like, I've been teaching for 20 years and this is the best first project I've seen. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. You know, I was like, oh, wow. myself all that. Like, I'm Persian, and you know? I know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, <laughs> and, I, and he was like, you, is this what you want to do? I was like, no, I've, I got real jobs to get to. And he was like, well, you should just like keep taking courses. And I was like, nah. And then I kind of started to like it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll take like one more. And I took one more and I was like, oh, I like this a lot. And eventually I was like, this is what I got to do. Cause I kept getting that kind of positive reinforcement and I realized how much I loved it. And I was like, this is what I was meant to do. I just didn't realize it. So mm-hmm. by pure accident, that's kind of how it happened. And then when I told my parents, I was like, I want to be a filmmaker. They were like, are you sure? Do you sure you don't want to go to law school? And, and I was very I mean, involved. So they in. went that angle. They went with, are you sure that's what you want to do? <laughs> yeah. They were like, like winking no. at you and, 
And to be fair, my parents, to their credit, are not like typical Iranian parents. They were very, you know, they were just he- very hesitant at first, but they were very supportive. And throughout this whole time, even though like there's been a lot of ups and downs, they've always just been well, like, I, yeah, I also feel like they, they, they were, they were relative, they were new to America. And it's not like, I, I don't know too much of, of their background here, but, you know, but it's, they just came here, so the assumption is you have to go to school and be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, and that's it. You know, that's what they brought you here for, right. not anything else. I mean, again, it's, I, I am very fortunate that my parents, even though I think maybe, you know, Tad Didish, when they were a little bit like, oh, we yeah. want you to like, do these things, because yeah. they were always very supportive, I never felt like, oh, and I have to do that. I mean, they were just very, like, not-so-subtle hints, like, you know, because I, I was very involved when I went to, I eventually went, I didn't go to that school, I went to UCLA, and there I was very involved in something called mock trial. I don't know if you guys know about mock trial. Yeah. Um, that was like my whole life. And so I was very, like, everyone around me was like going to law school because all my friends were in that. And my mom was like, well, you know so much about law, like all this, like, it just makes sense to go to law school, just as backup. Like, don't, don't not do the film thing, but just go to law school as backup. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it. It's say like, it, please. It's like, um, it's that post. It's like, you know, for the non-Iranian listeners, what that means is like, it's okay. Do the filmmaking, but on the side of your studies, not for your actual studies. Become lawyer. And then on weekend, you can go make the film. Just make a little be, play, oh, play be, with your be friends. A, be a it. Hollywood lawyer, you know, be a, a film producer lawyer. They always try to fit some, you know, what you want to do within the doctor, engineer, lawyer. Yeah, well, like, what, are, what did my mom say? I said, I told her I want to be in business. I want to do all these things. Okay, go to law school and be a corporate lawyer. Yep. <sighs> oh, because well, in their opinion, like, I think the mentality comes from their whole purpose was, you know, like our parents came here and they wanted us to just have stability, which they didn't really have. You know, yeah. they were always mm-hmm. like, you know, they had to make the sacrifices for us to now sit here and talk to each other on a podcast, that's you know, like we, like we're the ones who are the fortunate ones who get to do that. But for them, that's all they know because it's all about stability. It's all about like, you know, we don't want you to like suffer or like not have to deal with all these things, but that's ultimately like, our generation, I think, is the more like, what about other things? Like, what if I want to go do? So, yeah, I mean, they, they grew up with different standards and, and principles. So like back then they had to work in order to make it out of right. the, the farm or whatever. So like all they know is work, work, work. And so but it's funny, like the immigrants come to America for the American dream, right? The opportunity land. of well, well, it, it's But like, then they try to instill the old culture back into and it's like, well, well I mean, you came in the, here in the, US, the pursuit of happiness is guaranteed. It's right. literally written in. Well, I, in, I think the, it's also thing. I think it's also in Iran. Like I was talking to my parents about this a few weeks ago. There's not as many job types as there is here. Right. Like you don't hear there's all different types of companies, all different types of genres and types of jobs that you could do that doesn't- You can literally do anything to make money. Yeah, in Iran, you're either, you know- Anything. You're you're working as a lawyer, doctor, engineer. OnlyFans. If you're not- (laughs) Do I plug my OnlyFans here? Yeah, this was the time. (laughs) Totally ruined that, okay. (laughs) Anyway, what I was saying was different kind. Go ahead. No, that's all I was saying. Like here, there's so much more to do. So that's why we have more opportunities for them. Right there, it's very like, limited. 
You so work in a, in a store or you work in a corporation? I just think it's a respected, like, title over there. You know how they always, like, talk, you know, their friend could be of, like, whatever. They could own a restaurant, but they'll still call him Joktot or, like, Mohan. Oh, yeah, so, know, so my mom's uncle, he's a doctor. I, I just found out his actual name a few years ago. I think I told you guys this last week. I literally found, his, found out his real name. Um, <laughs> like, a few Not doctor? No, like, we, we would call him <laughs> Dai Doktor. Oh, okay. wow. Call him. Okay. And I just found out the guy's name is Hussein. Okay. It's the next level. Like, I don't know. It's next level. Matt yeah. is right, though. All of our dads do call each other like, like my dad. Oh, pick up the phone. Like, this. Like, this. Like, no, hold on. Yeah. Matt's dad calls everybody doctor. Yeah. Who? Matt. Yeah. Her yeah, dad calls everyone doctor. I'm nowhere near a doctor. He calls me doctor. He calls Arta a doctor. He calls everybody a doctor. I mean, the other reason is also bragging rights. It's just so yeah. you can say, course. oh, my kid is this or my kid is that. It's all about uh, We love See, flexing parents, in our culture. My parents did the complete opposite. They're like, whatever you want to do, we've got your back. Like, I was so, you know, and I decided I'm going to go into pre med. Like, I think every Reverse other psychology. Persian kid would look at me and be like, what is wrong with you? You, you know? had the freedom to do whatever you wanted. Yeah, and you decided. Maybe they use reverse psychology and well, it that's, works. That's me and kind of drinking as well, which is like my parents were not like, oh, you shouldn't drink. Or they're like, if you, whatever you want to do, you can do. And I was like, I'll show you. I won't drink. Yeah. I'll show you guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You think foolish in me, Zanny, but they're really uh-huh. just doing the reverse. And now we're on Monday news so- drinking chili. <laughs> now we're on Monday news. So, so let me ask you, um, I came here when I was very young. I was, you know, three years old when I came here and, and the rest of the gang, they were born here. So, but for you, you came when you were 15 years old. What was that transition like? That was uh, by far the most difficult year of my life. I can't imagine. Did, did well, you know English coming in? Yeah. I mean, it was not great, but it, you, you got I, by. I could get by. Yeah. Um, I was also, I was literally in the middle of saying that's, that was the worst year of my life. And I was like, wait a minute, it's 2020. I shouldn't be saying that. All of that is relative to 2020. Right, so- right. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, no, it was very, it was definitely very difficult because, you know, we all deal with all our own insecurities and all the things that are going through our head. And we all think we have it the worst, you know, like I'm the one suffering and going through all this. And yeah, this just going to school here, not, you know, not knowing a single person, the, the, you know, the cliche, like eating your food in the corner without it, like all of those oh, were true. Right. And that's a lot yeah, of you that. Have, also, you have the warm massage with the extra onion in it. And it's, and it's I mean, the whole cafeteria. Can smell. All that coriander. They're like, what does that smell? And then you have gym <laughs> afterwards and, and all, and all the spices are sweating out of you. Yep. And all of this is in the movie, by the way. It's in foreign. Like, I've yes. written all of this into it. Yes. So that's that's kind of the point of the movie is to literally say all the things that I did, all the embarrassing stuff, all the, you know, sad stuff. It's all it's all piled into one movie so that the next person who moves here can watch the movie and be like, that's me. I went through yeah, this. Yeah, I feel like that'll yeah. be, like, helpful well, and inspiring. Well, the movie that, that comes to mind where it's kind of like it shows, like, the, the kid in the corner at the lunchroom um, is uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Right. You know, I think a lot of Iranians can relate to that movie. Yeah, for a lot they, of reasons. They, they put yeah. Windex and everything. Maybe even the wedding. Like that we, was... put, we put Nabot in everything. Yeah, what, what is it? Uh, the um... Windex. What, what do you mean you don't eat meat? Oh, that. <laughs> okay, I make lamb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was a very difficult year, but I think by the, like, you know, junior year or senior year, I, I joined so that was, some, that was like, sports. Year, 
yeah, sophomore year, um, eventually, you know, I started to make some friends and kind of blend in a little bit more. And by senior year, I think I had it figured out. I was still, you know, very awkward. I couldn't even talk to, like, let, like not even, like, let alone girls, like, even just anyone. I couldn't even have a conversation. I would get nervous and, like, hyperventilate. Basically, I'd be like, uh, like, raising my hand in class. I would just be like, like that. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> Were but, you in California at the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, was to, there any other, like, Persian people, like, here, there's not many Persian people. The fact that we all right. know each other. South is Florida. Florida. I didn't have not you one know? Iranian in my school. You know, but. I didn't think there was. Like, I didn't know anyone, like, the first year. Like, second, I think it was either second or third year. Like, when I was senior, I met mm. one of the other only Persian guys in the school. And we're still, like, really good oh, friends. Wow. He, he just had, like, a baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, but. You're yeah, on the so Monday News podcast. <laughs> You know, so, so, baby so Monday news. That's that's the yeah. assistant principal at my high school. Older white lady spoke perfect Farsi. Wow. Her husband was Iranian and she lived in Iran for 20 years. One of my mom's coworkers, oh, actually, the guidance counselor, my mom, my mom's a teacher. So the guidance counselor at her school, her husband lived in Shiraz for two years right before the envelope. And mm. she texted my mom last week and goes, my husband's craving a dish he ate in Shiraz like 40 years ago. He said it has eggplant and beef and lentils. And my mom's like, <gasps> hey, my bottom June. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good stuff. She was like, you're a lifesaver. My husband's been craving it. So for 40 always, years, you know, right? Well, we're we're going to build years. up an appetite and, and talk about food towards the end because we have, oh, of course. Brian, right, we right. have a bunch of hard hitting questions about Iranian food. I'm so ready so for it. this is where that's where you get judged. I mean, as Iranians, we judge you from the beginning. But <laughs> when it comes to food, that's when we're going to really judge you. So, Shine, let, let's get a little bit into your work. Let's the specific. Let's so, get into it. How did you get your foot in the door? You know, your, your first documentary, you know, how did they go make your first documentary in terms of funding and all? Like, how was that whole initial process for you? The whole experience. Right. So, like I said, when I started to kind of just, I took maybe like two or three classes. It wasn't like that. That was just really to really realize that that's what I wanted to do. And then I obviously met other people in those classes and we started working on short films together and pretty much everything that I learned was practical on set, basically just learning experience. And one of the people that I met on a set basically told me, he was like, I'm going to South Korea to film a documentary. Do you want to come with me? Because I know you do cinematography. I know you know how to use cameras. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. I'll how take can it. I say I'm no to that? Is this you the know? Dropbox documentary? This is the Dropbox. Yeah. Okay. I was going to, that was actually one of my questions. How did you get into that one? It was literally that. It was just someone who I had worked with, like a friend of a friend from a set was like, do you want to come with me? And this was like a two person. It was something like a massive project. This was just like me and him. Like, hey, do you want to go and film this together? And I had no idea what we were doing. It wasn't like a, there wasn't a funding behind it or anything. It was just like. You needed someone to lug around the camera equipment. That's what I think. <laughs> were, you much, still yeah. in, were you still in college or was this after you graduated? Yeah. Oh, you were still. This in was I was. This was in 2011. Um, I was at. It was my first year at UCLA at the time. Um, oh. And it was like we went on a like on Christmas break. Basically, went there for two weeks. And this wasn't like a big massive project. This was literally just two people who had no idea what they were doing and they didn't speak the language. Just went there with cameras and were like, we're just filming everything we could. And in two weeks, I think that's a very. I mean, I don't know, but I think that's a short time. No. It is for a documentary, yeah. but again, because we had no like scripts yeah. or anything, we were just trying to go see what this is all about. And when we came back and I just started editing it and I'd never edited it before. That's how I learned to edit was making that movie. Um, 
the the point of it is that I spent like four years almost from start to finish on that movie to like wow. make it, and that was with yeah, no budget, it, it like 2011. Nothing. But I see the the release date was 2015. Right, that's when it came out in theaters. Um, and the the way it basically all happened was I spent all that time on the movie, and I didn't expect anyone to see it. So I was like, we're just sitting there in like a tiny room editing this. I was like, no one is gonna see this. What am I doing with my life? And then the movie kind of blew up, and it came out in theaters and made like a ton of money, and it was like a huge thing that you know it went also to the orphanage that the subjects of the movie were you know like the pastor who was there and was all that in seoul or was it a, a, a yeah that was in seoul um and so once that movie kind of just exploded and there was like a whole mind-blowing experience of going to like the theater that i would go to to watch movies you know growing up suddenly they were showing my movie and i was like right. what what is life um but after that happened then i started to get more people asking me like oh do you want to edit like another documentary do you want to work on other things and that's that's kind of essentially the first part of it how it started was like okay i got something that you know got some recognition and everything like that um but the really when you say like foot in the door the truth is i mean <laughs> the reality is this whole industry is so insane and it's so crazy and a lot of it is honestly just based on luck i mean it's hard work obviously but you can do all the right things and you can be in here for like 20 years still trying to make it and still nothing's happening and for I, me, I think a lot of people are trying to capture like that lightning in a bottle. And like once right. they get that, like they but just but take off with it. That Dropbox project, I was I, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to lie to you and say I have seen it. But just reading the, the, the what it was about, it was a deep story. Yeah. You know, it's about kids basically being abandoned. Yeah, it's a crazy concept. Dropboxes, right? In, in, oh. in, Korea, in South Korea? Well, there was, that was the thing. It was, there was only one Dropbox in South Korea. And that's why this whole movie became, um, the subject was so important. It was because this man had created the first ever Dropbox ever in South Korea. And because it was now creating a statistic of number of children abandoned and mostly children with disabilities and, you know, they call them like unwanted children. Um, they didn't, it was kind of shining a light on it. So it was getting a lot of controversy and a lot of articles written about it. And so that's why we made the movie was to kind of bring the attention to this and kind of show that what this guy's doing is he's not doing it for the wrong reasons, he's doing it for the right reasons. You know, he's trying to take care of these kids and saying, instead of throwing him in a trash can, like bring him here. And right. it's not, you know, it's not the fault of the mothers or anyone who abandoned the kids. They don't have another option because of yeah. whether it's the, the culture aspect of, of circumstance. it. Right. It's, there's a lot of reasons for it, but we just wanted to kind of help tell this story and uh, the goal was to basically provide funding and help to him which that's we achieved that goal with the funding from the movie um which so now they have like a center and he's no longer doing it all himself he has a whole facility and the kids are coming through that so it it really like we managed to achieve what we set out to do is it, and, is it like uh, government regulated or it's like a he's a private no it's it's private because essentially the government was very much against him when we went there because they didn't want this happening. They were right. afraid of what this might do to like the image of both the country and just, you know, what that shows, which, you know, I, I mean, every country has its own <laughs> things that are dealing with, but this was like a particularly sore spot for them. And um, I don't think they were very happy about us going and like <laughs> even shining more light on it. But every time we like flew there, cause we went there like a couple of times eventually, but Every time we would be like, are they going to recognize us? Are we like, <laughs> should we? Incognito. I have like, you went there, the they like, knew. Do not, like, do not admit. You, you told them, like, we're coming here to film a doc. Well, we told the, the subjects, of, like the pastor and his family uh, and everyone, okay. but we didn't tell anyone else. So we would just go there every time, like, hopefully no one. Yeah, okay. Or or yeah. So 
So in, in your work, I noticed that you have, you know, different credits. You have pr producer credits, you have writing credits, you have cinematography and you have director credits. Um, out of all those different roles, what do you think you enjoy more? It's a great question. Um, directing is the newest one that really started last year. Um, I, the most thing that I've done is editing and that's really for practical reasons of that's my day job. That's what pays the bills and allows me to have a uh, new, you know, so, um, but the, I've, I've always, the thing that I've wanted the most was to be a writer and all these years, as I was doing all these different projects, they were never my projects. Like they were never something that I had written or I had directed. So I was always working for someone else or someone else's kind of vision for it. So I really wanted to be a writer because I enjoyed like telling stories and creating, you know, worlds and doing all these, those things. And eventually I decided to actually pursue that like kind of full time. So I would edit for a few months in the year and then I would dedicate the rest of it to writing. And I really enjoyed that. And since I started directing, that's really become, I think my favorite thing because it's like a combination. And usually what I've directed has been what I've written anyway. So it's kind of, they go hand in hand together. I've never directed something that I hadn't written. Mm -hmm. So I think the combination of writing and directing is my favorite because especially like being on set, which I miss dearly, um, that's what, that's what really is the fun of it. You know, even shooting, I know we're going to talk about the, the sketches, the manager sketches, but even like being on set and filming something like that is the most fun you'll have because that's like when everything is working on, you're seeing, so you're the, seeing your dream come alive. Exactly. You know? It's, yeah. it's, you're even shooting like the foreign short film. I mean, that was like a bizarre experience where I'm sitting there and like someone is playing me and someone is playing my mom as my actual mom is standing next to me, like watching <laughs> it. It was just like a weird right, experience. Like a moment. Sure. You know, yeah. so, speaking of, uh, sorry, I'm on, I just want to ask him this. Um, that you were, you were, you're producing this and then you're, it's about your life. Basically. I remember, um, watching a backstory about the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, mm -hmm. um, and how the guy who played, uh, Brian May's character who played Brian May, they made him look just like him. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he said, when they got on set, he thought he was looking in a mirror. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Was that wow. alike? Yeah, it, it was, it was pretty damn close. Movie so magic, that, that's baby. always interesting when the, when the actual subject is part of the, uh, process. Yeah. Right. Kind of like a, I don't, I don't even know what you, I guess it's like an out of body experience almost. I would um, imagine, especially yeah. if he's watching with his mom also, like Cheyenne, and then seeing everything unfold and you wrote it. I bet I feel like you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I yeah. was kind of offended because every time someone saw the, the guy who's playing me, who was actually like a 16 year old Iranian boy who had just moved from Iran, like I had somehow convinced him to do it. Oh, um, cool. Every time someone watched it, they were like, the first comment was always like, oh my God, he's so handsome. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what are you- I was not I getting this at 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not, you know, they kept saying like, like almost like confused of why he's playing. Like, like what like, else were so you handsome. expecting? Like, you know? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> playing me. okay, cool. That's showbiz, baby. So, so you know, gotta for, cast yourself as a super handsome guy, so. Cheyenne, for, for someone like looking in from the outside, you know, they, typically they think a director is just saying action or cut, you know, so like maybe you can get a little bit into like the more responsibilities a director has, what they do, what it entails, you know, besides just that. Sure. And, and also to piggyback off of that, you said you like to do a lot of the writing also. So when I hear that to me, because I don't know much about it, I would imagine it's just you in a room, closed door, like caffeine and just writing all day long for weeks on end, you know, cause that's how writers are portrayed. Like they just never leave their house and always constantly. They go mad. They go crazy. Ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so do you just, 
do the writing alone or do you consult people that you know and you know get critique how does that whole process work so well, first of all i don't writing process the first thing is i don't drink coffee so that that chai, chai. cliche is uh gone yes. i am the only person he, in la who doesn't man drink of coffee. culture no coffee i don't i don't, know I don't how drink you it. guys do that Stein and i have so much in common we're just like brother we are brother I know. You know? Okay. Um, and, and 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 doing some quick math i think we're about the same age so except one of them is balding and the other one isn't we're working oh. on balding. in two months you'll see the balding i'm just gonna oh. sip my tea she uh-uh this is, the catch-all word out the this k is, word shade Shade. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> always, it's 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 ageism, it's baldism, all these isms. They they. It's an every episode thing. Yeah. Well, I I got I think I got you know because I think you get it from your mom's side. Thankfully, my mom's side. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has. No, that like, didn't work for me. Oh really? Oh, really? My oh. day has a full head of hair. Because they say they always say badoishmira like. Right. It, go, it goes after your. Your mother's Sorry, brother. Sorry, yeah, your mother's brother. You didn't brother, win yeah. the lottery on that one. No, it's it's, it's. I don't know who I went to because I have this weird like, like my hairline's kind of like half balding, and then I have the male pattern balding back here. I mean, you can't really see it too much, luckily. But all right, uh, we'll we, leave we that tease him on it every time. week, but in 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 good form. With this week it was yeah. just my turn. <laughs> you know how could That's I not? <laughs> And yeah, to answer your question, I just turned 30 like a month ago. Um, Happy birthday. So, Happy thank birthday, you. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy because I'm like, I don't, does this look like 30? I don't, you know, I'm like, no. I still you're still in quarantine. Me, you know, you're stuck at home and you're you, like, you I am not counting age. this. <laughs> this was not a birthday. <laughs> okay, so we oh, were, did, so the director. The writing, right, right. Writing and then also director, you know, the, the right. what, what are those jobs entail with the whole yeah. So I so two things I I do have a writing partner who I started working on all of my projects with back in like 2013. Um, I, uh, he's also my best friend. We like work together all the time, but the writing process isn't as glorious as you might think. It's very much like it, it's actually what makes it so difficult and why so many people want to be a writer who can is like for me what an average writing on like a typical week looked like when we were in, really in the thick of it was I go to work during the day you know like work all day come home at like nine ten at night I'm like exhausted I'm tired I don't have even any host of it for trying to like you know write anything and I have to sit down open my laptop like half asleep get like a few pages done and then repeat the next night or like on weekends we would get together and like sit next to each other and try to get some drafts done but like that's really what it looks like it's just trying to fit in writing in the middle of trying to have enough money to survive so you can do the writing basically so when you say um, go go to work till 9 10 that's your your editing job that you're doing right. editing working on other uh pre-covid when you can go places right. yeah. yeah um now it's all remotely done but yeah so i used to just be like end of the night or weekends and that would be like a everyday kind of scenario when we were really like trying to finish a feature film or do something like that so that's on the writing side on the directing it's i mean essentially you're the you're kind of the captain of the ship you know you're trying to like really tell most it's also not necessarily because i know directors usually get the big title of like oh the movie's really made by a director it's really not movie like there are many other people on set who have even more responsibility than the director. It's just the name that it kind of is. I think the way I describe it is like, if the movie's bad, the director gets blamed, regardless of if it was her or his fault. And if it was good, you also take the credit for it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's your responsibility. And so it's really, you have to be trying to implement your taste into the movie. You just have to be able to tell people exactly what you're looking for. They're going to come to you and say, do you want this or do you want that? It's just, it's really just 
implementing that into the movie, it's not a difficult job. Like when I started directing, that's what I realized was like, I'm doing all these other jobs from like the filming to the editing to other things. Directing is just basically like, okay, now I'm also the title of director, <laughs> you know? I don't want to like make it like it's a small role, but at the same time, it's when you, when you have a big team around you, which I usually do, and usually I've tried to surround myself with a lot of Iranian crew mm -hmm. members even to try to like make it more kind of Persian sets. Um, when, when you have amazing people working and doing their job properly, you're just basically there enjoying the results and you get to really work with them and it becomes a fun environment. So it's not like a, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. It's just, it's, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do and it works. Yeah, that could go one or two ways. You either all do a good job or everyone gets distracted and starts dancing yeah. and you know, <laughs> that's there too. Bringing out and the Chinese Abby, like coming out in the yeah. background. So, and so, and uh, I do said it's both. So did it, did it just recently won an award? Um, for, I did want something for a short film that I had done. Um, it was through a festival, um, small, small award, nothing, nothing crazy. But, <laughs> explain to us what the award is. Sure. Um, it was a critics choice award at a film festival for the first short film that I directed last year. Um, that one is called life support and it's like a sci-fi film, nothing to do with Persian stuff, very serious sci-fi drama, which is right. usually my cup of tea. It's not even... Uh, I don't usually do comedy. Where can we of, see that? Um, you can't yet. Um, it's still okay. I was gonna say because I tried to find it. Art and I tried to find it to watch it, and I kept looking everywhere, and I couldn't find it. Well, I can I can send you guys a private link. Just Monday Ooh. News exclusive. Oh, I was gonna go find um, the bootleg, but okay. Yeah, there's. There, I mean, there's no bootleg of it. It's on my computer, but it's basically. We'll sign an NDA. The, you know, won't yeah, leak yeah, it. Just <laughs> sign all that stuff. Yeah, I'll send you guys if you want. I'll also send you, um, which I'm sure you'd want to see foreign the short film yes, version of it that'll be sure, so you get you should have seen that so you could have made fun of me because the whole point of that short is the most embarrassing thing that i've done all no, on we, camera we, so. we don't make Here's fun we'll it's okay we're, we're all gonna watch it and then you know Text let's, let's say let's say some me. some time from now we'll have you back on and we'll just have a roast session of cheyenne okay no. you, you, you can you fine. can see a review on letterbox <laughs> sounds good um but when the actual movie comes out and gets made i very much expect to have money noosh like tell everyone to go yeah, see the movie and all the Iranians, like definitely that that's that's when I'll come back. And, 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 if, like, and if right. there's a screening and if the CDC allows us to, uh, we would love to come out to wherever it's being screened. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's one thing that's great about Irunis. We always support each other. And, and yeah. I feel like even if we, you know, others don't know each other, but Irunis always there that culture is there to always really push to Hamada Shibashim. Yeah. Exactly. I'll never forget. Um, few years back there was this one movie i don't remember the name but it made it to even the theaters in florida uh Arash, i think knows what i'm talking about our whole persian group decided yeah. to rent, like basically rent out this whole oh are you theater. talking about the uh jimmy mm -hmm. west best food oh yes, yeah jimmy yes, yes, yes. Westwood, yeah oh no, no, no. man there was a that's not the one i'm talking about there was that's another one whole, and it had that. to do with the whole rape in the middle that was the whole the whole thing was around this um, yes i don't know i don't know oh are you talking about stoning that walked at night was it the stoning i don't remember the name it was three four years ago it was yeah moral of the story our whole group, like grandmas, grandparents, my grandpa was, you know, everyone, everyone children, we're all there waiting. No one decided to look at the description of what this movie was about. There was just like, it's Persian, it made it, we have to go. So it was a deep movie. You know, I was like 12, maybe like I had, you know, 
Oh, you weren't that. No, very no. You weren't twelve. Subject. No, it was more recent. How old are you? <laughs> it was like four years ago. So you would have been thirteen. But I mean, like I was a kid <laughs> at the time. Like, I wasn't. <laughs> You know, in my twenties, like you know, it's okay. Like, it was like four years ago. Yeah, Okay. It's deep for someone at that age, or like you know, when you're sitting next to your grandpa and you're like watching this happen. But Doing you know, like it's the just a <laughs> See if you reacts. You're like, <laughs> but more. But I think what she's trying to say is like, no matter what, they didn't even yeah, check. No matter what it is, they don't have to look at it. When see a Persian name on it, they're like, yeah, bet. Go, yeah. That's okay. really, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people went and saw like both the Dropbox and the next movie that I made that came out of theaters was called The Dating Project. And I remember like I was standing outside a theater and my parents told their friends and literally a like crowd of persons oh, suddenly arrived like, oh, hey, black. Just, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what? And I was like, I had invited some of my friends and I suddenly see like literally Some. a lashgar <laughs> of people like coming up <laughs> to me and they're all like, <laughs> It's like, what is happening? Bro, so, yeah, Shad is like a whole cart of people, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. it's army, basically. Like an army, yeah. yeah. The same thing happened to me, like what Matt is saying. I went to school in San Diego, and there I was oh, so okay. excited because I found a whole group of like Iranian people that came from Iran recently, like in their mid-20s. And they, I was like so happy. I had all these Iranian friends, and one of them goes, oh, yeah, there's a screening for a movie at – this in this theater like let's go it's an iranian movie and it's going to be in farsi it'll be interesting i'm like okay let's go like it's probably a small film you know no we get there it was i mean it was overflow there was people just sitting on the floor sitting on the railways took out their rugs played yeah it was people bought their little tea bags and got the hot water from the bag no no there was was, so amazing no snack purchases at that movie theater no no and the employees (laughs) were so mad because everyone came with like a little bag of i brought my little like uh pistachios and mixed nuts it's the the thrill of getting away with it when you like put something your mom put something in her purse and she's like yeah (laughs) and that's the thing but they would share it and then the people working at the movie theater were so annoyed i overheard two of them they were like yo do you know what's going on here like who are all these people why are they all doing this nobody's buying anything like how are we going to control and that's the thing Iranians don't listen right they're all just walking around doing what they want even if they understand you they'll act like they don't speak the same language yeah they were like that's like the beauty of it i go friends sit over there Isn't that a fake taboo, though, about bringing food into a movie theater? I'm pretty sure you're allowed to, but... I no, mean, you're I not allowed it, to. No, you're not. I've done it, and, and they've said nothing. I don't know. Maybe I... I mean, maybe they maybe because they saw you were choshkel, and they gave you a little party buzzy. Yeah, yeah. They don't like, give no. choshkel to choshkel, you know? Uh-huh. There you go. But I used to take the little backpack, like the backpack purse, like Adidas, the small backpack purses, and put my snacks in there. And I heard movie theaters were starting to ban women bringing backpack purses to the theater because of snacks. Well, that's for... No, I, that was after the, the movie theater shooting. They didn't want to... Yeah, shootings as well. I heard. Oh, really? I heard it was because of the snacks and all. No, no snacks because of yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So I, I have a hard-hitting question. I have my first bizanish. Hit me with it. <laughs> Would you like to turn my life story into an Oscar-winning film? Oh my god! <laughs> What's your life story? Give I, it to me. God. Listen, it doesn't know. matter how we started, but just doesn't matter man. with Monday. Listen, Can the point of not? it is the end of the movie has to be it's a yes or no question. 30 and catch up. It has to end that way. That's the title 30 going on catch up. 30 going yeah. on catch up. Yeah. Nice. Yes, no. the answer is yes. Okay, very good. So, so we'll, we'll speak offline about 
you know, yeah. um, DM, and yeah. I want to play, I want to play myself. Of course. Oh, he has a few hair transplants. A lot of standards. All right, so what are you going to do to play your younger self? You're going to need more hair. No, you're going to need more hair on the top of your head for that. Oh, yeah, we could make some, you know. The, uh, CGI, some we'll, we'll CGI it. It's okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question. So, Cheyenne, obviously you live in America and, you know, you're making films for the American viewers, right? So you have a Iranian movie coming out. How do you go about making a film about Iranians in a country that, like, they're mostly worried if it actually, like, if the movie can actually sell or, or appeal to Americans. Like, did you feel like you had to sell out in some areas in because order to accommodate the average American viewer, or do you feel, or did you, you know, just put everything that you wanted in it? How did it go about? Yeah, I think thankfully, after so many years of Hollywood kind of just being about the same stuff, like you know, straight white male stories and things like that, they finally have come around a little bit to telling a little bit more. Uh, you know, different stories of people of color, and we're seeing so much amazing content being produced. It, it turns and out casting the people from those cultures for those roles. Right. It turns out if you give people a voice, you get all these amazing stories. You know, to give yeah. like these these amazing uh, stories created by women, like all these stories about like just there's so much good content going out. So what I realized initially, I was always like, oh, what's the thing that people like? I was trying to cater to this imaginary audience that doesn't exist. And very soon I realized, and that's what a lot of people told me who had made it, that the thing you need to do is just be authentic. Just write what works for you. If you like it, the audience will find it. You don't have to try. You can't guess. That's the point. People try to guess like, what's the next big thing? I'm going to try to write that you're always one step behind because it's already passed. That's, you don't know what the, what the next thing is. But if you just write something that's authentic, and for me, this was obviously the most authentic thing because everything in the movie is true. Every single story in there is something that actually happened to me that I experienced, that I wrote from experience. And that's, I didn't want to compromise at all. And the only things that I got, I got notes on, obviously, to make sure that like it made sense. And it still worked within the framework of a movie. But uh, I just thought if I made any compromises, it would not be the same movie and it would lose that authentic touch. And then you would just end up with something in the middle that doesn't work either way. Do you speak Farsi in the movie with, with subtitles or is it all dubbed? It's a hybrid. It's, I mean, it's like how I normally speak with my parents. It's always like half and half, you know, you throw in little words. English. So I, already ha- I already have one scene lined up for you in my life story. Yo, okay. Ali. So, Yo, it was uh, not you shouldn't day. have said yes baby so, so it was it was culture day Can i retract my <laughs> yeah. please do I, I was taking a world history class and, and we had a day where everybody brings in a food from their culture oh god so, so i told my mom my grandma can you please make me shulazad okay Ooh. very simple it's just saffron rice pudding everybody should like it it's not a big deal oh good i'm scared what did they they think? were adamant about making ashajo Oh God! Barley soup. So that's. Oh, see, I like yeah. that. But that's okay, not bad. Okay. okay, you're in high school. That's true. That thing does. People don't have the right palate for that at yeah. that age. It does not look appetizing either. Like stews and broths, they're like. What? It doesn't look that appetizing to me. Listen, yeah, it looks appetizing when it's like on a nice dinner table, like properly decorated. Yeah, that looks fine. But you're lugging it around school all day in this huge Tupperware. Oh, you're okay. right. Flushing around. I think it's changed, oh, though. I think that was obviously. I had back no idea then. what's in this thing, so I couldn't even explain what's in here. I just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's part of my culture. It's a here soup. You go. Honestly, okay. the foodie that I am, I feel like I would have enjoyed it. But, but yes, yeah, go yeah, but, but it's like you're, you grew up with that type of thing. It's, it's different. You take yeah. it to, 
you know, even though down here in South Florida, we're kind of a melting pot of cultures, but even that was kind of out there. Just do the freaking rice pudding and make it easy. Honestly, and I feel be like thankful they didn't choose like fish and June or something. That's that what I was going to say. Fish and June is the worst visual looking one for anyone. My yes. friends yes. always it's think painful. it's like poop. They're like, why do you guys have like a bowl of poop? And I'm like, I swear it's walnut paste. It's really good. It's it sour. doesn't even sound good. After we use the bathroom and wash our butts with our hands. We- <laughs> We put no, a little but, on the I mean, side. But we actually wash our butts, unlike other people. Yeah. Shade. The shade. But going, okay, going back to um, your your film and all of that. So, okay, looking back at this film that's based off, again, your life and transitioning here and what it was like here as an immigrant in high school, what is a, a few things that looking back you would have told yourself, things that you know now coming here then? I guess. So your future self telling your past self. Things yeah, that would have you Didn't we do an episode like. on that? We did do an episode on that. Yeah. We did five things that Where each was of us I? would have told I mean, there you go. Well we'll do it again now. So <laughs> You're celebrating your birthday. Yeah, there yeah, you were celebrating your birthday. Yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, writing the script was pretty much me literally asking that question of myself, like every line, because it was literally looking back at trying to recreate what I was thinking at the time and realizing all the silly things that I worried about. And I mean, there's a lot I would tell myself, but it's really just the biggest thing is just that it's kind of sad to say, but it's like, no one actually cares. Like the things Mm -hmm. that you're worried about, no one is even looking at you. Like you're so concerned, like mom, drop me off because I don't want to be seen that you're dropping me off near the curb because what are they going to think that I'm like a mama's boy or something like stupid, stupid things that we all are insecure about that really doesn't matter. Um, That's like the first thing. And also just, I mean, one of the big realizations I had uh, last year, literally I started doing this because of writing this movie was when that first year in high school, because when I first moved here, they would be like, what's your name? And I would say Shion. And they're like, Shion, Shion, Shion. And I'm like, Shion. And they couldn't say it no matter how many, they're like, Shion, Shion. And like at some point through the year, someone asked me, they were like, is it like Cheyenne? Like they read it and they were like, is it Cheyenne? And I was like, is that easier to say? And they're like, yeah, they're like, okay, I'll go with Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. And until literally last year, everyone, all the Americans called me Cheyenne. Like no one ever called me Cheyenne. And when I started writing this movie, I realized that's the, that was the year where I did this because of the fear of blending in because I didn't want to stand out or have every time someone wants to read my name, they go like, you know, that reaction, I didn't want that. So I, after 14 years of all these friendships, all these people who know me, I actually started every time someone talked to me, I was like, I know it's going to be very difficult, but I'm going to actually ask you to pronounce my name correctly from now on moving forward. Oh, wow. You would have known who this. I definitely get that. I think we so, all we yeah, all, we're all have that, that problem, especially yeah, because also here the the aw sound like shayan, arta, arash. Americans yeah. can't really say that, can't and I think from the laziness and the lack of care, they just pick whatever is easier for them to call you by. Right. Like for right. me also, my name is Armahan. 
But everybody since kindergarten has been calling me Armagon because in kindergarten, nobody could say my name and that's what was easy. It's the for well, you have the worst. Yeah, you have the I know. You got to build the phlegm. I know. And my dad actually is the only one who will correct people. So if I'm ever with my dad and I, and I meet someone or I say my name, he it's so it, I used to think it's so embarrassing. But now that you're saying, you, you know, you should be proud of it. And I should be yeah, I could picture him the hardest that. name for me. But I'll be like, yeah, my name's Armagon, and he'll stop them. He'll be like, no, 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 her name is Armagon. And they'll because try to say it, of it, they butcher we're it. We're trying like, to make it, like you said, we're trying to make it easy on other people. It's like, no, you yeah. should be working for me, not the other around. Exactly. And another reason why I felt like finally doing this, even though it was very difficult to tell all these people, was another way of looking at it is your parents spent a lot of time thinking about what they wanted to name you. And when you go oh, change yeah. your name, you're kind of in a way disrespecting the decision they made. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, you know, so I was like, for all these reasons, I was like, I need to actually do this now before, you know, and so if I could go back, I would just be like, Cheyenne, idiot, you know, <laughs> like, just stick to your name and don't like spend all these years. I'd, I'd always throw everyone for a doozy when they couldn't say my name. I'm like, okay, say Utah now. And they'd say it. I'm like, so what's the problem? <laughs> oh, smart. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work for me, bro. <laughs> oh. Arash, what do they call you? Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. He said, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I had to do it, didn't you? I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm a little worried about it. But did I always... So did your friends, so one more thing, when you would correct them, like people you've known for so long, now what is it like for them? I mean, was it weird for them at first? And some of them be like, oh, no, I'm not going to call you that. That's I'm not used to that. Like, how No, that thankfully, go? everyone was nice enough. Like my, the hardest one was like my best friend, my writing partner, because, you know, we literally talk to each other every day. We're basically a married couple. Um, he literally, when I first told them, and he was like very adamant about getting it right, he would tell me like, for the next few weeks, every morning, like in the shower, he would repeat to himself, like, Cheyenne, 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 to try to get, because it's habit. Like, imagine if you've yeah. known someone for, you know, for this long time. Exactly. So now most people actually call me correctly. Like, it's taken a little bit of practice over the last year of people, like, people say it and they catch themselves because they know it's important to me. So it's just a matter of asking people and that does it, you know, <laughs> because we, that's the other thing is we are so afraid of asking what we want from other people because we already assume the answer is no. That we don't do a lot of things and we don't realize, oh, it was that easy. I just have to ask. And this could have happened so long ago. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like I would say 90% of people are, are okay with that. Yeah. Right. So Unless you have the say, in your name. There's, there's yeah. a, there's you're, a, you're there's a 10% that like they don't, they don't want to try and they tell you they don't want to try and just want to smack them in the face. And that's the kind of people you should just leave behind. Correct. That's, that's where so, you get them off. Yeah. So I want to I transition a little bit here. Sure. How? Okay. So I think we've all seen the shorts you've done with uh, Manije, also known as Tara, uh, Get On Me. Um, those are hilarious. Those are, those are how, did you get, how did you guys get into doing that? So the first one, the Persian makeover, um, that was just literally Tara and I were, you know, just like hanging out, getting some food. And she told me she had this idea to do the Persian, like making fun of basically like a Marie Kondo parody. And she was like, I want you to direct it. And I was like, I don't do comedy. I only do like drama, sci-fi. Like that's not my genre. <clears throat> and she was like, no, you got, she basically was like, you're, you're doing it. You're doing like, it. Oh, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, if you're and we me, why not? <laughs> no, I mean, this was basically just like as friends who, you know, we had okay. just, we met actually through uh, Maj Rabrani. He introduced us and we. Name, subtle name drop. Yeah, just <laughs> flexing the name drop of Maj Rabrani, um, who is the greatest human being alive. So there, that, that needs to be said as well. His um, uh, f- three Farsi words a week kill me every every week. <laughs> yeah, those are good. They're those are so really good. good. He's he's truly like one of the nicest, most like humble, caring human mm-hmm. beings I've ever met. Because it's especially you know throwing shade at myself. Like Persian men, you know, we are a very weird breed of you know people. <laughs> um, we have a lot of issues and a lot of ego and a lot of that good stuff. But it's, it's very great rare that you to admit meet. It. <laughs> It's true, it's I can't deny be, Your yeah. gold is only 18 carat, mine's 24. <laughs> right. I'm not going to admit it, Cheyenne. You know, keep, keep being Example in the Example A. But, Example yeah. A. <laughs> Listen, you're losing your movie deal right there with that. I know, I am sorry. No, but I mean, he's like one of those people who, someone who is like an established like comedian actor, someone who like we all grew up like, you know, listening to his stand-up and all that. Someone's that like comedy tour, that was amazing. Exactly. Was great, yeah. Like, you just don't expect someone like that to be that like nice and humble and just caring and like always trying to like, we were talking about like supporting the Iranian community. Like he's yeah. like the definition of that. He's yeah, just yeah. like, what when I first met him, he just like, uh, he just gave me like his email. He was like, Oh, if you want to get like coffee and he actually like showed up and I was like, Oh my God, I'm just casually getting, you know, like it, he's just such a nice person. Well, that, I made it like, yeah. <laughs> like kind of sneaking you know? a selfie look. <laughs> yeah. Get me all so, of that, <laughs> So anyway, we met through him and we were talking and she told me she wanted to do this. And so we kind of bounced around some ideas. And then that was just literally a one day fun kind of project that was meant just for us. And we just had so much fun just shooting it with like no resources. It was basically like a three person crew and the two actors that we had. We were just, we were basically just laughing the whole time. And I'm talking about like directing, it's, like that's the most fun. She, she did it so well. It's yeah, hilarious. Amazing, when I yeah. tell you I've rewatched it with myself and with my parents more times than I can count. It's because I love makeover, like home makeover shows too. I mean, some of those scenes, like when she, when she pulls out all the clothes and just gives the black <laughs> clothes, I die every time. It's hilarious. Oh, it's- there was a a lot of improv there was just a lot of like just as we were shooting you know but i mean tara is amazing at improv and she like once she gets into the character she's just that manager character and she, like no one does it like her her comedic timing is just like perfect so yeah and, but honestly like we were when we uploaded it i literally was like maybe it'll get a few thousand hits or something like maybe just our own inner circle of persians will wildfire like, my friend wild once fire. it gets it was, to the telegram it's over. You're viral. I know. I was, we were not. We were not ready for it. So yeah, when that happened, we were like, "Oh my god!" And then she was like, "We need to make more." And I was like, "I don't like. This is not <laughs> my thing. Like, why are we doing this?" But I was like, "All right, we got to give the people what they want." And then yeah, we were just bouncing around ideas of like what should be the next thing. And then you know, for a few years now, I've always wanted to do a bachelor parody i I really love doing like i don't even watch the show but i just love doing parody of it just because it's so ridiculous my favorite Uh, part of that bachelorette one was um when the old iranian guy was like oh no the iranian (laughs) (laughs) that That was was, that was hilarious that was initially a different joke that was a last minute change this is like top secret no don't don't tell anyone um that was meant to be the joke was that there were supposed to be a ton of iranian guys and the one white guy was supposed to feel like left out. Like he was supposed to be like, wait, am I on the r- wrong show? Like what's going on here? Cause there's all these Persian guys. But 
him like bruce the guy who delivered it did such a great job like we were all like we couldn't hold it together he's not even an actor he was just like <laughs> like just we should give him a cameo and he killed it every time he, he did it like three times and every time we were all like crying laughing just because he like nailed it but yeah it was that said again <laughs> they like, have done it before <laughs> i mean maybe i don't know but yeah that said especially just that day of shooting with all these people all these comedians all these amazing leaks like funny people we were like from start to i mean it was stressful because we had a very short amount of time to shoot mm-hmm. the whole thing in like one day basically but we were just from start to finish just so, so laughing, do you want to name dancing. drop who was in that skit or in that short i mean you guys know who was in that short but okay. i feel like it it hit all the irony stereotypes which is why it was so good too like it hit all of them i mean the 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 guy with the mom killed me i was gonna say the mama's boy was like that, that was my own personal favorite of all the yeah. favorite, favorite and when she's like sitting at a table with him she's like the guy didn't even open his mouth i was like yep i relate with her no, like they, they were there was so much more of them just like because you know we would like roll a camera we would mm-hmm. have them do the lines that we had written and then we were like just feel free to just make stuff up too how and the long stuff they were doing take to put together um i mean filming of it was basically a day it was a very yeah. tight schedule because we, we literally long, yeah. yeah we were basically had like an assembly line of like the bachelors who would like come in and we would do like they would do their bit and then leave and the next person would come in and then leave um and so it was a very tight schedule but the editing is what took much longer because we spent like a long time just because there was so much content we didn't know which jokes should say or go mm-hmm. and you could easily do like an hour-long version of that with all the content we have but there was just not enough time for it and also it starts to get boring after a while if you just keep yeah. you know trying to do the same yeah, you want to keep it over. fresh and you want to keep people engaged did you did yeah. you convince so, the actors with kebab to bring them in like we can only pay we, you that. that's that's the thing is because no one was getting paid on it um shout out to Bita Minanian, our producer she cooked us the most amazing meal that i've ever had on a set i don't think i think ever there's ever been on a set it was literally a full course like persian like five different like hoodish like kebab like everything like you i mean come it. on like, you had you had maz on there you had andy on there I you mean, had tehran on that, there I mean, is that Bita from Bita's kitchen yeah yeah okay okay, okay. Pizza. she she cooked all our food for us so it was also like we gave her also the cameo of like oh she's like making yeah. us food but yeah she just like we were all so spoiled with that so that's what i mean is like when you have good food on set it's game over like no one even cares yeah. about money anymore they're like exactly. just give us good food and no one gets that kind of catering like usually the yeah. food on set is like just a little bit of whatever you just snack i on mean that stuff. money gets wasted on food anyways right so that's <laughs> what so you just right. have to die so everyone was happy like when we were when we were eating like everyone was just big smiles on their faces it was a long day but we were all just like having a good time so yeah that you was know, by um, far one of the uh, some uh, gozari he, he i think he nailed his role in a simple wedding as well yeah he gets he keeps getting cast as the mama's boy but he's just so <laughs> yeah good he, he really nailed that role yeah did you awesome. you were saying that you guys just let the cameras roll did you guys edit like a few final versions of it and then release that one or that was just the one that you guys released and that's it we i mean we went through like so many different versions there was versions that were probably like you know 20 minutes long there were ones that were like 10 minutes long we kept like jumping back and forth and eventually we settled on one that was kind of in the middle like happy medium but yeah there's a lot of versions of it because there were so many jokes that we just had to decide what were the best ones or maybe sometimes it wasn't what's the best one it was what was the most coherent like makes Mm -hmm. sense with the whole you know sketch basically so did you yeah. show did you guys like show other people outside of who was involved in it the different versions and get opinions or you all just you and tara and the people in it if decided so which um, was- do they still are, do you still have them and if yes 
Send us one of those links. Yeah. I, want more <laughs> I don't content. think I still have them. I think they were just edits that died on the cutting floor. But no, I mean, we, for the most part, it was mainly just, you know, Tara and me basically are the ones who make the decisions. Um, and we had some, like, Nusha, who plays the translator, she also, um, we had her, like, sit in on an edit and give us some opinions, kind of be, like, the third person. Because, like, if me and Tara, like, disagreed on something, we need a tiebreaker, basically, or someone to, like, uh, chime in on it. But for the most part, we didn't really send that out. We just like, once we had a cut that we were like, this is pretty much it, we would send out some feelers to a few people just to see, like I would send it to some like American friends who had no context. And I was like, does any of this make sense to you? And mm -hmm. I was surprised how many of the jokes actually translated. Cause it wasn't, I knew it wasn't meant for anyone, but Persians, you know? audience, but. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's kind of like the slippery slope when it comes to things like that, is that your target audience is gonna, is gonna end up being so small. So relatively speaking, I think in the Iranian community, you hit gold. Yeah, yeah you, know, you and, did. And then maybe with some people who have had interactions with Iranians. Yeah. Do you know if any of those videos circulated within Iran? Like if you got any feedback from the country itself? Yeah, because the funniest part was whenever we release one of these videos, like the family, you know, WhatsApp chats or the, the relative groups or whatever, I don't even, I'm not on those like my parents are. But they would like they would pass it around and none of them actually knew that I had made the movie. Like they would just send it and be like, have you seen this? Like in Iran, I'm like, yeah, I have seen it. <laughs> I made Wait, it. Hold on. So, so a lot of these jokes are, and, and we were talking about this with, uh, with Nima last week, is a lot of these jokes are really meant for Iranians outside of Iran. Yeah. Right? Because I, I don't think just being yeah. in Iran that you would understand some of it, some of it you would, some of it you wouldn't, because I feel like, yeah, the perspective of someone who's here like over there, they don't different. see any fault in their game. Exactly. You know, they don't see the whole, yeah. oh, I wear too much black, right? You know, like things like that. that was normal. It was a little niche in terms of like our target audience was obviously like, especially Iranians like our age or even like you know mom's age and people like that who are specifically like in America or even more specifically even in LA like you know like those that's kind of like our main target audience but the hope was that there's enough jokes in there that other people can also kind of, you know because there were jokes in there that I was like this is for a very specific group and people are going to miss this like even in the first one which I would say was much more catered to like a wider audience people everyone got Marie Kondo and there was two yeah. people who weren't Persian as the kind of you know the yeah. two couple in it but jokes like the you know the what was it when he's like I, he, here's who I look like and he has the picture you know um that was like a joke no one <laughs> no one except Iranians is going to be like like what does that mean you know like that's that's a very specific joke. I don't so, think like, no one's going to get this. that joke do you guys get that joke no I didn't so, so uh, Iranian men when they were younger, like your your father's ages, uh, like your yeah, so yeah, when yeah, they were yeah. when they were young men, their mothers would say, "He looks like Alan Delon." So uh, Alan Delon. Alan Delon. Alan Delon. So yeah, was I was wondering cool. why my dad was like cracking up at that. He like made me replay. It's an old person <laughs> joke. Yeah, it's like I a very like, like I don't. That's what I mean. Is look him up. And then you'll kind of get why. Okay. He was a handsome. He's like, he's like the like our parents' generation consider him like one of the most handsome guys ever. So that's kind of the joke. Is like if you said like it, the, the more modern could be like the George Clooney, you know, like still oh, right. like the American okay. version of it. Right. It would be like oh, I look like George Clooney. Like that's Got the equivalent. It. But we knew like jokes like that. Like the fact that even you guys, you know, so we didn't get it. That's the point. Is like it's okay if there are specific jokes for the right people, but the rest of it is funny. So there's like enough for everyone. Right? Yeah. So, and then, yeah. And then you could have added the opposite of that is uh, Sophia Loren. 
yeah that's the there you go that one system. i know yeah, yeah. that's the that opposite has, um, a go question ahead, just on who you've like worked with because i think i saw this but i'm not sure i'm just like i think she's so cute have you worked with Ilan Hanu? she was in the persian quarantine video Okay. Yeah, we we had her make a cameo in there, and yeah, she's she's adorable. I, so I, didn't, I don't know how anyone could ever be like mad on her page. You know, she's. I just randomly saw her on like before we made the portrait quarantine. I think she just like the one of my pictures got posted. Something she liked, it and I was like, "Who's this Eden Clinton?" I clicked on, and I was like, "She is like the cutest grandma yeah. ever!" Like. So I, I started following her and then we were like, we got to have her make a cameo in there. And she was like really sweet. Fantastic <laughs> idea. Yeah. That so. whole video also was great. I mean, I rewatched that. I mean, the first time I watched it, when Farmer's Asselini started singing at the end with Tara, I cried so badly. I don't know what hit me. It was the quarantine, the homesickness, all of it hit me. Well, he, he um, has that voice where it's like, you get into oh, your- That's just nostalgia right And there. that's one of my favorite songs. So when he started singing that, I was like, I can't, I can't. And and just the tears started flowing, but so so, so Sharon, you you were in around the first fifteen years of your life. Um, awkward transition. No, uh, I know, I know that always cut her off. Real it's quick. fine. That, I talk too much. If he doesn't cut me off, I'm gonna keep. Her yeah, tears yeah. are rolling. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to cut off your tears. He literally apologized no about that earlier today too. Yeah. No, no, that, no. That was a that was a worse one that I did. That you you guys you could call me out on you know on the chat later. No, but in general, Arta, you all you guys know, Shyan so, might have figured out. But I talk too much. So if someone doesn't cut me off, I'll keep going forever. Like I don't feel like it, but you know. Okay. You, you, you right lived in now. Iran until you were 15. Were you well-traveled in Iran? Yes. Okay. Wait, is this, is this like a series of questions? <laughs> I was like, because I can expand on it. But. No, no, this is, this is leading into my main question. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, what, is the, what city has the best food? In Iran. In Iran. That is a tough question. Say the right answer. Say the answer. Where we? Well, I feel like he uh, has to say whatever city he like grew up in. Where Where are you from in Iran? I mean, I grew up in Tehran, so it's not like you know. Okay, uh, so I don't have a, Tehran has but, everything though. I, but I've been to like enough cities. It's It's really hard. I mean, all right, which I'll cities say, are you tossing up in your head right now? Okay, I'm tossing up like Isfahan. All right, that's um, the one. Nope, 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 nope. Keep going. Wrong two. answer. Wrong answer. I feel like I already, if I got two out of four, I think that's a win. Unless you guys are all. No, nah, you, you already said the right answer. So we, can know, but... we can move on. We can move on. No, no, we can't give art to that. Right, what's, what's the other city? Other one. Um, I mean, there's obviously Shiraz, um, okay. which. I'm trying to no, didn't get that. I was no. like trying to see. Like, I'm trying Listen, to. Listen, I'm from to, Tehran. Matt is from Tehran. Armagon is from. Armagon uh, just waiting. I'm just right. waiting. <laughs> just waiting. She's just hungry. <laughs> no, I'm waiting. <laughs> I I mean I can't guess. Well, again, for me, most of my context is also Tehran. So like I yeah. you know, like mo- most of the food that I've eaten there was in Tehran, and I have my own like little favorite spots growing up that i would go to but you know if the realistic answer is tehran because that's that's where i've had the most food that's the center um, of it all man but i've yeah. heard tabriz um i've been to esfahan the food rashed. is amazing i've heard rashed has, rashed. Rashed rashed has, has really was good that food. was that your answer rash has some good mirza ghasimi kabob tour she can get Sefahan it all balal best eggplant come to rash people if you're going also to if you go to like shoman you can get the best like seafood like best yes yeah, yeah. oh my god i don't even i'm not even a big like fish fan like i don't really eat mahi that often but Neither like when you go to Shomar, I, yeah and you get that like you have the to. lemon juice mm. 
Yeah, so for our non-Iranian listeners, uh, Shomal uh, means northern Iran. Yes. Yeah. Basically, everything. I assume most of your audience is Persian, and they know what I'm talking about, right? I'm happy you assume that we have an audience. That in itself. Yes. Yeah. That's great that you think that. But (laughs) well, after this episode, obviously, I'm going to bring in all the viewership. Yeah. Right. Yes. Bring in the Edernese. Bring in the Rashti fans over here. The Shomali are people. Mata has some really heavy questions about the Iranian food. No, this is where it gets fun. You know, I, okay. I like to steer so away. We're going to do a series of questions. Yes or no. Matt is going to... For the most away. part, they're this Like way. a Maybe. rapid fire type of sure. series. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, he cleared his throat and everything. He's ready. Getting ready. Uh, <laughs> Form a or Fessinger? He already answered that earlier. He, he hates Fessinger. No, I don't hate Fessinger. Oh, oh, don't don't put that slander on Fessinger. Don't put that evil on me. The worst food that we have. Evil eye. Fessinger is top tier. Top tier. It doesn't look appetizing. It has a weird taste to it. Controversial, controversial statement here. I love Cat ass. And I yes! don't know what the hate yes! is about cat ass. Yes. What happened? Why is there suddenly all this like hate? So much hate. I don't get it. Right? Even Arash loves I just feel like Wormus Hubsy so good that when you okay, have I, I th- okay. I, I don't hate it. It just started as a joke and people just, just caught on because they thought it was funny, but it's not I, real. I, I, cat I think, ass is great. I, I think the issue comes where Wormus Sabzi and cat ass, and for again for our non Iranian listeners, cat ass is our celery stew with beef. Uh, warm sabzi is our kidney beans and herbs. Mm. And grains. God, we're so Iranian. <laughs> we're comparing <laughs> to so, so they. I think they have similar aromas. Yeah. So as a kid, when you wake up in the morning and you smell it, you're thinking, "Wow, warm sabzi's today." And then you go to the table and it's karafs, and you kind of get disappointed because it's you want to. Underrated though. It's a great stew. It's so good. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Let's just let's let it just be said that cat apps is great and anyone who hates on it just needs to re-examine some things, you know. And just Fess and June as well. If you've had sheeting Fess and June, they're all great. You like it. You know what's another good one? If I'm trying to be like the hipster version. Have you had Rivas? Clerce Rivas? No, what is that? Uh, I've never even That's heard. like the see, this is what I mean. I'm I'm way too uh like hipster <laughs> You're too version advanced for that one. <laughs> Um, it's it's like similar to cat apps and ormasabzi. Like the texture and everything looks the same, but it's. Um, Is it with kanga? I'm gonna look it up yes. right now. Oh, okay. Yes, I've had it. It's yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. yeah, it's a little more. It's it's much more bitter, so it's not everyone's mm-hmm. cup of tea, but it's 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 also very good. So what's the English of that? Oh yeah, I, I've seen this. I don't know what the English. Rhubarb. Oh, I don't rhubarb, know, but kanga is the group like the sabzi in it, and it is bitter, so. Have you guys find found that like you know I'm supposedly fluent, but sometimes I cannot know like I I know one word in one language, not the other one. Yeah, I just I'm like, well, am I forgetting stuff? Like, you know what on? word really trips me up, and you said it earlier. And hosele, the word hosele is so hard for me to try to explain. Like especially when patience. People- Patience, yeah. No, but it's not like, for example, like if I have plans to go somewhere and that t- day I just don't have the whole. I mean, not a lot of things have a direct translation. Like, yeah, it's so hard. Better, you know. There's English. We, just, we have mannerisms that we just can't explain. Yeah. Before. My yeah. issue with, with, with fruits, I know them in Farsi, but I don't know them in English. Oh, really? I never understood what khar was. It's not well, a that, 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 we It's we not a honey. Melon. It's a melon. The green melon. That's a that's a donkey melon. Karbos is the green. One's melon. One's honeydew. You know? Okay, well, let's move yeah. on. All right, let's move on. We could talk about food all day. 
Bro, yeah, we only, I only asked one of these burning questions. The questions are food, so yes. Sangak or Barabedi? Barabedi. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Okay, well, this one I don't know. I think I know, but we'll see. Movies or TV series? Because you, you know, <sighs> that is hard. You can't. Ask hey, you that like to watch or documentaries? I'll throw that in there too, because you know, I guess. Uh, I love. I mean, I. There are movies I love. There are TV series I love. I can't, you can't make me pick that. Come on. That's difficult. Okay. What's something, what's something you're watching right now then? If you can't pick. Um, I'm watching more TV series for sure. Okay. Um, I'm watching, right now I'm watching, I May Destroy You. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, It's on HBO. HBO one. Yeah. I need to watch that one. Yeah. That's good. And uh, I also just finished a show that's kind of older, but I love it. It's called You're the Worst. I binged that and it was really good. You guys so don't do know you what sit, I'm talking about. Now, okay. oh yeah, you're the worst. That's on FX, right? Do you sit there now as as a as someone in the biz and just like analyze everything in the movies and TV series, or do you or it's, can you actually watch it as a fan? You know, that's actually something. It's on. It's a bad like side effect of this is it's really hard to get into any movies or TV shows because my brain is constantly thinking, "Where's the camera? What are they doing? What's this?" Like I can't actually focus, focus. or enjoy it for what it is. Like if a movie is really good that's when I can not think about it. Like when I watched Parasite, which was amazing, that was yeah. when I was like not thinking about the filmmaking. I was just like, just in awe of what I was watching. The so, happens. Yeah, because you're yeah. mostly behind the scenes. So you're always thinking about, thinking about the technical work and how's everything. Mostly, I wouldn't say mostly, I'd say all entirely. People try to keep putting me in front of camera and I'm like, no, this is a face for radio. I know um, I'm handsome, <laughs> but not today. <laughs> Face for radio and voice for Sunday news podcast. TV series, really quick. Have you seen Schitt's Creek? Of course. Oh, thank you. I love Schitt's Creek. Good, good, good. Yeah. What's your favorite Favorite. movie? That's one of my questions. I know. Um, I took it. I have to stick with the OG movie that really, like, when I was a kid, blew my mind, and that was Back to the Future. Uh, Okay. It's a classic. I'll hand. Okay, uh, hold on. Let me go around the room. Art's a favorite movie. Go. Uh, Blade. Blade. Interesting. Wait, can I go last? <laughs> I don't really watch movies, but Devil Wears Prada is... is... Oh, I don't watch movies. What are you I talking mean, I'm more about? of a... T- I don't have a long in- an intention span, so TV series are easier for me because I could just watch... So like... I'm back to the hosele. No hosele. Oh, no hosele, exactly. But no, okay. No to be, I'm, I know it's cliche, but like for like stupid movies... I would say Devil Wears Prada is like one like that Perfect. Cheyenne's making shorts for your attention span. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got two movies only because it's just opposite genres. One is um, Godfather Part 2 and then the other is Very Catch Persian me. of you. Yeah, so Catch like Me If You Can. I love Catch Me If You Can. That's a great movie. Fantastic That's movie. Very, a lot of rewatch value. Yes. Matha? I think The Proposal. I don't know if you really? guys have watched that but I just love With Ryan Reynolds? The movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah, I dig I it. Know. I like that movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. As, yeah. And as the as the Gen Z people said, the the lady from Bird Box. Oh, that made me so angry. I was so angry. saying that. That made me so mad. Poor girl. Do you, do you watch a lot of like Iranian films made in Iran? Not as much. I, I mean, obviously, when I lived there, I would watch them. But since I moved there, I only, I've, you know, anything Asghar Fahadi, obviously, you yeah, have to watch gonna, those, as, as long as you um, see Asghar, that's, that's good enough. And as long as you is where it's at. What, Arash? Marmulak. Everybody's seen that one. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That that's was like, the, that was the thing when I was in Iran. Everyone was like going crazy over it. Everyone was like, you got to go to theaters and watch this. And we couldn't believe that they actually made that movie. And no, that was, it was banned after a month, I think. I, I think, think it was still going on for a while. Because at least once a year. Really? It, 
We have the I mean, CD that's... of it. We bought it before we came back from Iran. I've yet to been in an Iranian movie theater. I need to go. Really? It's so fun. It's such a cool experience. It's so yeah. different. Like, I always felt like they're run down. Very and, like, I don't know. No, Mata, it's really fun. Mata, what are the questions you got? All right. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Favorite quarantine activity, if there is one. <laughs> being on this podcast uh, yeah exactly this is this is my favorite <laughs> quarantine activity that's my answer Lock um in. what or where is one place you can always find creativity there's a little lake like near my place um and whenever my writing partner and i are like talking about an idea or something we take like one long walk around it it takes about probably i don't know half an hour 40 minutes to do one lap and we do a couple of laps and that's where we really get the creative juices flowing so it's yeah. a beautiful walk yeah nice some exercise then uh this one this one's the real deal you know i'm gonna judge you on this one well actually i think i'm middle. bring it on it's okay <laughs> pofak or chipsomas Ooh. Okay, oh definitely pofak is what cheese balls basically but like right? I'm, not, I'm not a pofak person cheese doodles like or, 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 no, I know what you're talking about. American they don't Pope exist here either. I yeah, tried to find I know, it. Yeah. Find it. You know? I, I was never, here's the thing. I was a weird kid. I wasn't into like uh, dessert, like pastries, anything like that. I didn't like pofak. I was very much like, just give me the main course. And I, that's it. That's all I wanted. I didn't like like chocolate or anything like that. So okay. I'm, what's I'm your favorite type of heading? Oof, that's a difficult one. Um, Please don't say Kahu because that is just... No. That's, um, that just, who would say that? Yes, it's I'm also so not gonna bad. Say, I'm also who, not going to say potato because Band usually them. they make it too thick and it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, work yeah. as well. It has to be like some kind of either labosh or like some kind of bread. Right? Like, yeah. I, I love kate. Oh, me too. Better than dam. Yeah. Sure that, yeah. Would you be more mad at if like they present bad tadik or if there is no tadik at all bad tadik no tadik what, what kind of world do you want to live in that's like 2020 you don't want to be in that world <laughs> yeah that's true that's dystopian <laughs> yeah and last but not least uh favorite place you've traveled japan oh. Ooh, where did you go in japan i went to tokyo osaka and uh, kyoto a couple of places nara just all around we oh. just went everywhere. How, how long were best. you there for? Uh, like 10 days total. And you got it was a, it was a really combo good. trip that was like, we went, we started, and it was me and my sister traveling with two friends. And we went to Japan, went to China, Philippines, Hong Kong. It was like a whole little All round of that trip, in 10 days? Or just no, no, no. That was like a month together oh, japan okay, was okay. 10 days japan part was 10 days if i could have i would have stayed a month in japan like some of those places i'm like i could have done without going to these places but japan is amazing and the people are the nicest people in the world and it's the cleanest yeah. place in the world and i would absolutely move i mean especially now i'm like if trump gets reelected, i'm i'm gone i'm, I'm out of here I'm right <laughs> there with you. canada hello i'm coming <laughs> I, I have I i've have. narrowed it down to germany canada or japan like those are did the you three see those um really big whales in the philippines did you end up doing that there? no no okay <laughs> I, I was I there have, i was I in the philippines for like a very short amount of time and it's, it was not very safe at all and it was kind of scary but oh, I, was really? like, I could i could do with that well manila the main city like that's the kind of right kidnapping center right. of the world yeah. like you don't want to go there but okay. um so, yeah. so i have i have one i have one last for me at least one hard-hitting question how about we go hard hitting yeah none of these no. have been hard hitting i was expecting i was oh, like no, no, wait a minute wait a minute emotionally this is a this is a critical thinking question for is a hot dog a sandwich every single oh, every single episode here next question I'm, I'm gonna edit that out it's okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Better yet, I'll have Cheyenne edit that. <laughs> I got you. I'm editing it as we speak. It's live editing. Nice. There you go. He didn't even hear the question. Move on. Next. Give me. I thought there was going to be an actual hard hitting question. What happened? Like you guys that's are. That's his hard hitting are... question. That's all on our ass over here. I don't know. All right, that's fine. So, so to to kind of like wrap a bow on this, you have this project coming up. Um, you have your feature film that unfortunately got pushed back to next year. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that that happens for you. Um, it will. We'll make where, it where, do, where do you want to see yourself? You know. Three years from now, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to do the five years. Five years, a thousand. You know, millions of things that are going to happen within the five years. Where do you see yourself in about two to three years? I mean, I've always been the five-year person since like ten years ago. I was always like, where do I see myself in five years? Every year, like asking myself this question. So I would always ask my friends and make them uncomfortable because they're like, I don't want to think about that stuff, but I do think about it a lot. Um, like where I'd I like to think about it, you have to think you have about to it do too. Exactly. Um, where I'd like to be, let's say in three years, is there are currently some stuff happening. Like I'm just on the edge of some kind of exciting things that are like, they've been kind of being set up over the last few years that are finally paying off. And I'm literally days or weeks away from getting some news that hopefully can be life-changing. So if all goes according to plan, um, I'll definitely be in the next like level of my career by that point as a writer, definitely. Um, I'll have some projects that you will hopefully see on Netflix and other places. And I want to forget be... us small people. Arsh wants a feature film about him, but don't forget don't forget I the Armagon. That's a whole storyline, right? I'm gonna go bring the S fan dude right now, you know? Listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't even mind being just someone in the background. We I mean I'll just that. I'll just write a scene where all of you are like there as a group, like sitting at a table talking and you bring a pod you know, together and we'll have our yeah. noosh in our hand casually like Yeah. And you keep looking at camera like <laughs> She says Breaking casually. Floor, yeah. Shia, which one do I look at? My chai is cold. I need new one. Tell, tell As long me. as the camera is focused on my on my left side. Of course. Right? It's actually your camera is going to be from above. It's just going to be like pointing this to me. Damn it, man. Got me again. It's too easy. See, what did I tell you? Once you know it's out there and that you're allowed to, it's just you cannot. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Continue. So, Um, yeah. So, career wise, I'm hoping that that's, you know, I'll be at that point. And if, you know, depending on what happens with the pandemic and we're allowed to go out and talk to people in person again, you know, I'd like to be either in a relationship that's leading to hopefully, you know, a future long-term relationships leading into potentially having a family and a house and all that good stuff. Like I'm, I'm thinking three years is a good amount of time to well, get you, you on your, your mom, I'm probably like, Nave, Nave, Nini Kuchulu, yeah, I mean, like, come on, you gotta go on the Persian bachelor. I mean, yeah. right. oh, I there's I, a whole project for you. Make your own Persian bachelor. I made it myself so I can put myself on it, but it didn't work out so well. So well, I'm doing more Monday Noosh episodes in three years. Obviously. Yes. Listen, no matter what happens, even when you level up, don't forget when Corona's over, I give you nice choy. You make nice documentary Perfect. about me. Put Listen, we'll, we'll, sit, we'll sit at somebody's house at a nice dinner table. We'll record. We'll do it. We'll do a session. You'll talk about- I'll play the little boy. There's no need for this <laughs> handsome 16 year old. 
I got you. We'll find each of you get your own movie. We'll do one movie for each of you, and then you'll all put your life stories. There you go. It's a big, could be a short series. Like what? What was that? What was that one movie that was directed by an Iranian? I forget his name. What was it? Project X. Project X was directed by an Iranian. No way, Iranian. Wow, I'm mind. Right? Am I? Am I right on that? I think either the maybe the director was Iranian, but I know someone involved. Yeah, I think it was the director. So I think we're gonna wrap it up. But before we do, of course, we have to. We have to go into our challenge of the week. So last week, Nima picked our challenge, which was double challenge, pick two, to read three chapters a day and then run 600-meter sprints, I think. So our tradition, go ahead, Shoyan, what do you have for us this week? And please don't let it be something right. terrifying. Don't let it be a double. Let's not give him any ideas. Well, no, 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 hold on. You have to do it too. Myself? Yeah. Oh, we're going we're yeah, to tell him. Okay. Okay, you have to yeah. do it too. <laughs> Trust me, I've done this a lot. This is part of my normal routine. So you guys are... Okay. I don't have any fear about this, but you guys will in a second. Oh, God. Um, Hit us with it. All right, you ready? Here we go. First, I need to set the scene, give you context for the challenge, because otherwise it's not going to make sense. All right, here's what I need you to do. I need you all, close your eyes. And the listeners, everyone close their eyes. Just clear your mind for a second. Okay. I want you to think about someone in your life who, when you think of them, you feel anxious, you feel sad, you could feel angry, you could feel just uncomfortable. Someone that comes to mind can open your eyes. Wait, I don't everyone... have anyone that comes to mind. Oh, come okay. on. You have no She's one living in a life. glorious, happy life over there. No, I, but I'll, I'll try to think of one eventually. Sure. Sorry, continue. It's okay. No, I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be even as crazy as like you have a big thing. It's just, if there's someone, let's put it this way. If you're walking down the street and you see someone approaching you, and you feel like, oh crap, like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go this way. Okay. You can think of a person like that, right? And I bet you, you can really think of probably like 10 people like that if you really sat down and thought about it, which part of it is you have to actually think about this. And I'm assuming the other people all thought of someone or multiple people, right? Yeah. Okay. Some people on the Zoom. Yeah. half is any, you're not gonna be in my movie, huh? You're oh, not gonna be yeah, in my documentary. <laughs> you each get your separate movie. So the point is, that we all have someone like that in our life or multiple people like that in our life. And the way I would phrase it is that the reason for that, there's just something incomplete between you two, right? There's something that happened. There's something that's been happening for years and it's caused a lot of, you know, tension or resentment or whatever that may be. So the challenge is over the next week, you're going to make a list of two people, two short, just two people, not a massive list, just two people just that you feel this way about. You're going to call them oh, or FaceTime, but it has to be no text messaging, none of that crap. You're going to call them or FaceTime them and resolve whatever's there. And what if it, it takes like days? Nope. It's, it's, a, it's an easy phone call. You call them up. They'll probably be like, what, why are you calling me? We haven't talked in months. What's going on? They'll probably be uncomfortable, but you will make the call and you will squash the beef, whatever's okay. going on. You will you will figure it out. And when it's done, there should be no feelings of resentment, awkwardness, nothing left between you. You'll be at complete peace with that and you'll sleep much easier at night. So, all right, this 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 is easy. So we're already on a call. So Arash, let's go through some of the things that you really pissed me off with last week. And let's start <laughs> with... 7 a.m. on July 29th when you said in WhatsApp, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right? Oh, like no, you're up at 7 a.m. You didn't say hello. Excuse me. I can be up at 7 a.m. These, I mean, you, I want you guys to take this seriously and you, you're going to update. No, no, I know. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I did this personally. I did this with like at least 20 different people since the quarantine started. And okay. these were like 
not small things were like, ooh, I'm upset at you. Like these were like people I hadn't spoken to in years and we had like major beef. Um, so I want those kind of people that you actually, you know, have these feelings with that you just, you know, you've left it behind. You're like, I, I just don't want to deal with it. I just want to put it out there. I don't want to, you know, deal with this person. That's the person you should call. And Shy, whatever. Don't, don't make me call my ex. Come on. Don't. Yeah, I, I called, was about to go there. I'm like, Vol. he doesn't have the excuse of saying I'm drunk. I'm at the club. I like, you know, they all their whole space. All <laughs> my exes. You called the all of them? Six months. I called all my exes in the last six months. You're and I strong. completed... <laughs> what was there and it's great now i don't when i think of any of them it doesn't feel weird it doesn't feel it's all it's all good you don't, you don't feel the rage there's <laughs> never a rage i think it was mostly like <laughs> me apologizing for some stuff or being like you know sometimes oh. giving the reason for the breakup being the macho iranian guy that you were good for you yeah. you're strong so, i feel the the, the rage sometimes. so also maybe the, the you know your viewers or your listeners could also do that too it's a it's a great yeah. i can tell you from personal experience well, if well you, you do this enough you will find that you just are much more at peace that there's like nothing like lifted off exactly you just you, like, you, you, you really um emphasize the word challenge um this week that's like yeah that's yeah, an actual for nothing compared to this i was not ready for that i don't i wasn't either that. um two people it's not hard. It takes like two I hours of your time. What? Listen, yeah. it's 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 hard. I, I don't know. For me, that's really hard because I can't talk about like feelings and emotions. So for me, it's like anything anyone does, it's just in here. I never. I remember that's the Iranian, and you can't talk about your feelings. And I can't. Mind. I really can't, and it's a really. That's really why it's problem. a challenge. It's a challenge. I'm telling yeah. you, like you're not. Gonna, I'm gonna feel that rage. I'm gonna feel all of it. It's okay. I'll just go in the hamum. I'll I'll go in the hammer and cry a little bit out and then come back. And here's this. Here's my <laughs> little like tip. Try it with the person who it's not as big of a issue first, the easier first. one, right? Once you do that and you feel that like sudden you're filled with all that positive and love and everything and you're finally like free of whatever was there, you will get you'll get addicted to this thing of like now I want to do it with everyone. What if I could like walk down the street and there's not a single person in the world who if I ran into it would be awkward? What would that be like? You know what I mean? So that's your goal. That's what you're, but, but we're starting baby steps, you know, just two yeah. people, very simple. Just pick up the phone. Don't even think about it. The more you think about it, the more it's going to be. Right. But the, the other key thing about it too, is that you can't go in there expecting like, you know, them to apologize to you or be like, I, you need to like, you know, you did wrong by me. It's actually you taking responsibility for whatever happened. It's not on them. No matter what happened, like, I'll just give you an example because I know this is like a difficult challenge. I'll give you one from my personal experience. I called someone up who I hadn't spoken to in years because we'd worked on a, something together and I felt like he had like backstabbed me or whatever. And I never want to see him again. When I decided to do this, I called him and he was like surprised. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I said, so all these years ago, you did this. And instead of talking to you about it directly, I took the cowardly approach of going to everyone, playing a victim and basically being like, this guy's the worst person. He's like, you know, never work with them. He's, he's awful. Like I basically talked all this like stuff behind his back. And when I called him, I said, I want to apologize to you for all the stuff I've said behind your back to other people I don't agree with what you did like it's I'm not saying that was right but I just want to apologize on my, yeah, actually, my part you did and when you say that the person can't be like he was automatically like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't even know I had 
done that. Like I didn't realize that was how it was. So if you take responsibility for something, the other person can't be mad <laughs> because they're literally like, you're coming to me and apologizing for something that even if, especially if they're already insecure about it because they know they were probably more at fault, Mm-hmm. They would feel even more guilty and be like, no, I need to apologize to you. And then you just, it's done. Whatever was there. And it's not, you don't have to then become good friends with that person. It's just yeah. whatever was there that's incomplete. You just complete it and yeah, well, yeah, what is that's it. it. Just, just because you forgive them doesn't mean they have to be back in your life. Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's a really heavy challenge. I'm going to say I did not expect that at all. You're welcome. But <laughs> uh, I like that. that, that there's I like that. I can think of right off. I got to call my therapist first. So two people, I expect updates. And, He's like, uh, I want to be updates. in on all the team. <laughs> you guys need to tell me how it went. How to, and if you need any guidance, just, you know, shoot me a DM and uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out together. But can, yeah, we just, so. can we just look at Arash's nervous smile the whole time you were saying this? <laughs> I'm like, I want to know who Arash is thinking of. Like I'm his, making a list. I, I, I got to go to page two. His smile is like... Honestly, for extra credit, you can make more people. You can make ten people. Just I can I can barely tell myself what I what I do wrong. Like when I screw up. So yeah, my little black book. Interesting. No, I got three that I'm thinking about calling. Really? Cool. Like three? Three. Out? Okay. All three right. People. Two is the requirement. Yeah. yeah Only two. I'll start with one. Yeah. Start with one. Get it out of your system, and then you'll see. You'll be like on such a high from it. You'll be like, oh my god, this is amazing. Why haven't I done this? Let soon? me just call my whole class. I apologize to everyone. Arta, I'll Why call not? you after this. Yeah. Get, it, like, get the I easy one out of the way. I'm sorry I yeah. ghosted you. <laughs> it could be as simple as that. It yeah. could be as simple as sorry I ghosted you. Yeah, you ghosted somebody? That's not nice. Oh, oh well, I guess in that sense. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of guys. There you go. Matt has like a list of like 20 people now <laughs> for the ghosting alone. Well, the DMs yeah. again and be like, well, well that well, was. Thank you for the ultra awkward finish um with with challenge of all challenges it couldn't be anything like i thought last week was tough with the freaking 100 meter sprints i'll do this is a mental and emotional challenge instead of physical yeah so we don't have to record the phone calls obviously y'all but, uh, boy can you imagine? But, but we're gonna post um our thoughts on after you all your thoughts yeah yeah. Okay. So, Cheyenne, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing all your projects coming out. Look, um, we really hope that you know everything that you're working on now, uh, you know, bears fruit and and all the success to you. And we're looking forward to seeing your projects on all and platforms, movies, you know, Netflix, is- uh, movie theaters, well, everywhere. Quickly, Cheyenne, uh, for the other previous movies, maybe you could tell the audience where they can find them online, maybe. They want to check it out? Sure. Um, I mean, both my documentaries, they're on, you know, anywhere you can rent movies, Amazon, iTunes, like all of that. You can always get those. Um, and obviously the sketches and everything are on YouTube and Instagram. So you just have to search the name and it'll pop up. And okay. uh, Yeah, I looked yeah. everything on your IMDb. It's all there. You can search it. <laughs> nice stocking of me beforehand. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Got to do our due diligence. No, it's good. You guys are you guys are great. I definitely enjoyed this, and you guys are all really. And, and how about this? How about time. we we plan to have you on? Let's say six months from now, we want to see where these projects are. Does that work? I'm down. Okay, let's do it. Go. All right, we'll Sean. Thank, thank you again for calls. coming on. Uh, we really thank you for having it. me. This was great. Yeah. Thank yeah, we, you. This was really fun.
Thank you, Shane. Thanks for your busy, busy Great schedule. Great to meet you all, and likewise, see you in six months. Six no, months, see you in like a few days with their update. Right, right. Yeah, yeah right. Well, you're right. gonna send. You're not getting rid of us that. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be an official it's thing, and then and then we're gonna, gonna come show up at my door tomorrow. Like, <laughs> we're gonna come to your screening, um, yes. whenever that is. Okay. Yes. That that is. Yeah, I'm actually very excited. As long as it's socially this. acceptable to travel by that time. Uh, we will come to your screen. Fingers crossed. Wear masks, people. Please, just yes, wear, masks. wear your mask. It's not that difficult. I'll be in the airport with my hazmat suit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Thank, Thank you, Cheyenne. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.